0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: Welcome along to WIA National News, for a week commencing June 7. On the WIA HD feature channel this week, which you'll be able to click on when you read the text editions, Bill Pasternak, wa 6 itf producer of Amateur Radio Newsline, in response to a number of requests from his Amateur Radio Newsline listeners, has uploaded the entire 71-minute Dayton Hamvention FCC forum hosted by Bill, W3TN and Laura Smith as an MP3 audio file to Amateur Radio Newsline's website front page and now, as I said, to the WIA's HD feature channel. We believe you'll find this audio quality superior to various other recordings of this important forum available at various websites across cyberspace. We certainly do hope you'll find it of value. Australia's oldest and last surviving World War I digger, Jack Ross, has died in his nursing home in the central Victorian city of Bendigo at the age of 110. Jack was but 18 when he joined the Australian Imperial Force in January 1918. He had already lost a brother in this war to end all wars and his mother was able to convince the government of the time to not send him overseas to train but be trained at an Australian wireless training school before being posted to the 1st Battalion at Broadmeadows Camp in Victoria. But for Jack this was not enough. He again served Australia during World War II as a member of the Volunteer Defence Corps. Mr Ross was awarded the 80th Anniversary Armistice Remembrance Medal in 1998 to commemorate the end of World War I In civilian life, he worked for the Victorian Railways for more than 45 years before retiring in 1964. He celebrated his 110th birthday, March 11, 2009. Now ahead of VK3DN, ahead of VK3, Papa Victor. We're joined by Secretary of the WIA, Jeff VK3AFA.
2: A reminder that applications by WIA-affiliated clubs for a club grant this year must be lodged by 31 July. The Board has set aside up to $6,000 for this year's scheme. As indicated previously, this year's special emphasis will be placed on WIA membership ratios of clubs applying for grants. The Committee will be reviewing applications which focus on projects and activities to be conducted before the 1st of April 2010 to attract new amateurs, also projects supporting emergency communications and preparedness for emergency communications. Details of the club grant scheme can be downloaded from the WIA website, located under WIA club affiliation. The applications will be reviewed by the grants committee of three, who will then make recommendations to the WIA board. Applications will close on the 31st of July and successful applicants will be announced by the end of August. The WIA board looks forward to active participation by affiliated clubs in this year's club grant scheme. Tony
3: Hutchison featured in the Extra. Members may be interested to learn that the WIA Australian coordinator for ARIS, Tony Hutchison, VK5ZAI, recently appeared in the Extra, which is inserted into the local country papers around the southeast of South Australia and western Victoria every few months journalist helene katabactus has become very interested in the RIS program and keeps in regular contact with tony for updates on RIS and amateur radioactivity as reported in the article in january 2010 tony will also take on a six-month appointment as the international operations leader for RIS. well done tony a scan of the newspaper article is available for download from the news section of the wia website
4: All going well, the BK3RTV repeater on Mount Dandenong, east of Melbourne, will begin digital TV test transmissions from 11am Melbourne time today. Now one of the world's longest-running fast-scan amateur television devices that has been on the air since 1977 is switching to the DVB-T digital broadcasting standard. It will be received in the Melbourne and Geelong areas on commonly used household set-top boxes or digital TV receivers. The frequency being used is 446.5 MHz. Amateur Radio Victoria is providing most of the funding for this major project that has been supported by $1,000 from the WIA Club Grant Scheme. Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, will be listing full reception reports on the ATV liaison frequency of 147.4 MHz or they can be sent to vk3rtv at amateurradio.com.au.
5: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South East Queensland, it can be heard on 438.575 VK4RSS, IRLP Node 6215, every Sunday at 0900 hours local time. I'm Jessica, VK4FJAR.
6: Hams Across Australia. I'm Ray, VK4ZW. VK3. The Sherbrooke Community Radio Club sponsored another successful course in amateur radio on the weekend of the 30th to the 31st of May. They had 17 students in attendance for a regulations course with a success rate of 101%. 101? Well, one candidate went on to do his standard license theory examination on the same day and passed. BK4. The Central Highland Amateur Radio Club annual general meeting is taking place at Camp Fairbairn near Emerald from late Friday afternoon the 25th to Sunday morning the 27th of September. Accommodation is available on site. There is a big barbecue dinner and monster auction on Saturday night and a recovery breakfast on Sunday morning. A great place to meet and catch up on things plus a chance to see all that extra water still in Lake Mariburn. For further information, contact the secretary, Gordon Loveday, VK4KAL. Sunny Coast's October Camp Catch-up. The October Camp Catch-up this year will be held at Maidenwell Observatory on the 31st of October and the 1st of November. There'll be a spit roast at the pub and a guided tour through the observatory. At last report, camping will be on the local cricket oval. Maidenwell is located in the Brisbane Valley, west of Yarraman, on the kingaroy Kuyar Road. If you have never heard of it, well it's a good excuse to find out a bit more. More info from Noel VK4NL. VK7 Northwest Tasmania Amateur Radio Interest Group After a 12-month trial period and several months of waiting for final approval, the link between VK7RAC 70cm and VK7RAA 2m has finally been licensed. There were some initial concerns about the use of in-band linking, but with some minor conditions imposed and the use of common sense, approval has been granted. The permanent link provides an effective gateway for amateurs on the northwest coast to communicate to the Mount Barrow 2m repeater beyond the western extremity of its coverage. VK7RAC UHF Repeater is located on Table Cape near Wynyard and provides good coverage from Burnie to Rocky Cape, back to Hampshire and Euler and in varying degrees from Davenport to Smithton. For amateurs not familiar with VK7RAC, it can be received on 438.650 MHz and no CTCSS is required. VK8 Huge auction of all sorts of items, mostly radio-oriented, will be held at the club rims on June 13th at 7pm. A famous dark barbecue will precede this at 6pm. Get your items into the club as soon as possible, please. The club has organised a visit to the CVC radio transmitter site at Cox Peninsula later in the month of June. But if you plan on going, you need to be at the meeting on Wednesday night for a talk by Alan Baker, VK8AB, about the site. There is also a compulsory safety briefing which needs to be signed off on. That's all in hams across Australia for this week. I'm Ray, VK4ZW. One
7: thing that tends to pass us by is how much work the Wireless Institute of Australia does in the background of our hobby. It is the participation in the work of the IARU and its regional bodies, the discussions and negotiations with the regulator, ACMA, involvement with Standards Australia and the the list goes on. For whatever reason, our house journal, Amateur Radio magazine, has come to be an 11-issue-per-year publication. I, for one, miss the continuity of information that the extended holiday break provides. So, allowing for the obvious commercial consideration of gaining sufficient advertising, could there be a way of filling the gap? Well, how about some feedback from our hard-working volunteers on areas of special interest and engagement over the previous 12 months? Give members of the various advisory committees the chance to explain the range of issues they get to address and the outcomes that have been achieved. Let the wider amateur community know about Garrick and other international meetings. We must remember that only a small number of amateurs get to attend annual general meetings and special lunchrooms. The format of formal documents tends to cause most people to bypass reading them, unless they have a specific involvement in the issues covered. The magazine format that allows people to graze on the information would seem a better way of spreading the news. Maybe to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, we could include a feedback survey form as part of the special edition. Who knows, it may be your idea that gives the Institute
1: a boost. Thanks Jeff VK4 ZPP. You and VK4ERM, the WIA Vice President reminds all that we should encourage listeners to use the feedback facility on the WIA website under About the WIA and Contact the WIA by email. Ewan went on to tell WIA News that, and I quote, Believe me, many do use the feedback opportunity and constructive suggestions are received and circulated to the board that very way. Thank you Ewan and thank you Jeff. This is VK1 WIA.
0: WIA News Hub in South Australia and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service,
8: relayed by VK1 WIA. G'day, John, VK5BUI here with international news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Ham Radio team tunes into relief work. A team of the Hyderabad-based National Institute of Amateur Radio, NIAR, are with Ham Radio equipment are helping the Indian state government in relief work. A team has been requested by the government to set up makeshift stations in the flood-affected areas of South and North 24 Parganas. NIAR Director Ram Mohan said they'd received a letter from the North 24 Parganas District Magistrate's Office asking them to send ham radio equipment to the flood-affected areas of the district to help them in conducting relief and rescue work. BARC Golden Jubilee Field Day at Nandy Hills, 27th and 28th of June, 2009. Nandi Hills, or Nandi Derg, is a hill fortress of southern India and was one of the summer retreats of the Tipu Sultan. It's approximately 60 kilometres from the city of Bangalore. Hamfest India 2009 and Bangalore Amateur Radio Club, VU2ARC, have organised a field day at this location on the 27th and 28th of June to mark the golden jubilee year of BARC. The club station VU2ARC will be active on 27th and 28th of June from the field day location. Two HF stations and one VHF station are proposed to be operational from the location from Saturday morning until Sunday noon. The call sign will be VU2ARC slash whichever operator. New radio regs for hams in Portugal. Portugal has some new rules that its ham radio community must follow. For example, while establishing a communication, an amateur must identify both station's call signs at the beginning and at the end of any transmission and at the end of a QSO session. But that's not all. If the stations are mobile or out in the field, the amateur in control must identify each transmission with the station's call sign followed by the word mobile or portable. He must also transmit the present geographic location of the station in each transmission. Visiting hams also have new rules to follow. Anytime a foreign amateur establishes communications with the Portuguese Territory under a CEPT licence, the original station's call sign must be preceded by the proper regional prefix. Two Canadian hams, Ken Pulfer, VE3PU, and Brian Rawlings, VE3QN, have been attending a WRC preparatory meeting in Geneva. Ken is there representing the IARU, while Brian represents RAC on the Industry Canada delegation. Paul Ronaldo, W4RI, representing the ARRL on the US delegation, has announced his retirement after 19 years as a working group chairman. Subsequently, Canada nominated and the plenary approved Ken Pulfer VE3PU as Paul's replacement. Uncertified wireless mics bring $7,000 NAL to Sennheiser Electric. The FCC has issued a notice of apparent liability for forfeiture and order to Sennheiser Electronic Corporation in the amount of $7,000. It notes that Sennheiser admits that it manufactured and sold units of the non-certified wireless microphone in the United States within the past year. As such, it's issuing the $7,000 notice of apparent liability for forfeiture to Sennheiser. CQWW contest committee disqualifies 2008 RA3CO slash HK3RA entry. Rules that CQWW SSB contest operation in Colombia illegal. Jamie Dupre, NS3T from Radiosport.net, says a dispute has cut to the heart of DX contest operations. Now the CQ Worldwide Contest Committee has decided to reject the entry of Russian contester Dmitry, RA3CO, from the 2008 CQ WWSSB contest, labelling it an illegal operation because of his failure to be properly licensed. In an email sent to the leader of a group of Colombian hams who challenged RA3CO's operations in both 2007 and 2008, CQWW contest director Bob Cox, K3EST, delivered the news of his contest committee's decision. The policy of the CQWW is to strictly enforce legal operations and to make sure a country's regulations are complied with completely, Cox told Colombian hams. And that's it for international news for this week. I'm John, VK5BUI.
5: From the Weird and Wonderful File. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC. In days of old, when A1 mode was supreme, a CW signal with chirp meant it was changing frequency on key down. A chirpy station of a different kind has just gone off the air in Britain after 18 months of playing a 20-minute audio loop of twittering, not to be confused with the new internet tech system, and Bird Chirps. This birdsong radio station transmitted from 6am to midnight and attracted tens of thousands of listeners. It was very popular with patients in doctors' surgeries, waiting rooms, urban residents longing for the rural life, and even it had a calming effect among inmates in prisons. It has now been replaced by a digital broadcast station playing music and unsigned bands. Angry people are demanding that number ten Downing Street get the birdsong station back on air immediately.
7: It's weird and it's wonderful. Yeah.
4: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the northwest and central coast areas of Tasmania, it's relayed on 2 metres Simplex 147 four two five and IRLP node 6616, Echolink node 100478, 70cm amateur television at 9am each Sunday from the Northwest Amateur Television Group. I'm Tony, VK7AX. Operational
9: News I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2009. This weekend, June 6-8, to is the All VK Shire's Long Weekend Contest. June 20 and 21, Museums Weekend Part A. June 27 28, Museums Weekend Part B. July 4, NZAT Memorial Contest, 80 metres. August 15 and 16, WIA Remembrance Day Contest. Competition to celebrate the new 40 metre segment when it is legalised. The Boland Amateur Radio Club in South Africa is arranging a competition to celebrate the expansion of the 40 metre band when it is finally announced. It will be held on the first Sunday following the publication of the Government Gazette. The Boland competition will be open to all radio amateurs in southern Africa, only in the new SSB contest segment 7.130 to 7.200 kHz. Beacon DX and Net Advice GB40WAB, 40th anniversary of the WAB, till December 31. HG160FNY commemorates the 1848 attack on Hungary that prompted their independence, until July 31. OZ1658ROS 350th anniversary of the Treaty of Roskilde till December 31. Various SM stations using 1658 Treaty of Roskilde till December 31. VP9 400 stroke home call. 400th anniversary of Bermuda till December 31. The following operation has been approved for DXCC credit 7Z1 CQ Saudi Arabia. This is the current operation. If anyone had this operation rejected in a DXCC application, send an email to dxcc at aewrl.org to be placed on the list to have your account updated. The VK1 WIA National News. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, in Ingham.
2: This is Jeff Atkinson, VK3AFA, WIA Secretary. The WIA Awards Manager has had to retire because of other commitments, and the WIA is now looking for a new Awards Manager. The Awards Manager works with the Awards Committee of four experienced and enthusiastic DXs who help resolve the hard questions. The WIA Awards Manager is responsible for one of the WIA's most successful programs. And if you are or you know an avid DXer with computer skills who would be interested in taking on this most important role, please contact the WIA Secretary, Jeff Atkinson. An email to secretary at wia.org.au or a phone call to the office leaving a telephone number for Jeff, is all that is needed. And the great news is, you don't have to live in Melbourne.
0: This is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service.
10: Not just what happens, but what matters. Australian researchers have unfailed a new type of disk a disk that stores 10,000 times more data than current DVDs and could be on the market within a decade. The new disk stores 1.6 terabytes of data eclipsing the capacity of current DVD and Blu-ray disks which hold up to 50 gigabytes. A standard DVD recorder uses the light of a single wavelength to burn data onto the surface of the disk. Researchers from Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne found that by adding gold nanorods to the disc, they were able to increase its capacity. The nanorods react to light according to their shape. This allowed the researchers to record information using light of different wavelengths or colours on the same location on the disc. The researchers also used polarisation – the angle of the light's electric field – to record the data. The polarisation can be rotated 360 degrees, says co-author Dr James Chon. Beyond home entertainment, the disc could be used to store large medical files, such as MRI scans, as well as financial, military and security records. I'm Greg, VK2CW, reporting for VK1WIA on behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club Incorporated. From
0: the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is Media Watch on WIA National News. I'm Graham
1: VK4BB. Sherbrooke Community School, Aris, GipTech, SDR and Ham all get a bit of a plug on this week's Tech Talk Radio on the internet-based program. I suggest you fast-forward past the first hour to the guest in the studio segment. Amateur Radio Preview, yes, Amateur Radio, your favourite magazine, is in newsstands now. Don't leave it too long or they will all be sold out. Now, this is the issue with a full report on the AGM of the Wireless Institute of Australia held last month, and it tells who got all the awards. Along with the WIA's AGM... There was a special edition of Gipstec, and amongst many others, Phil Harmon, VK6APH, gave a very topical and absorbing presentation on SDR, software-defined radios. Now that's Phil on the front cover of the magazine doing his presentation. In this, the WIA National News Service, we have told you how the WIA presented its prestigious GA Taylor Medal to the very surprised and almost speechless editor of amateur radio magazine, Peter Freeman, VK3KAI. This medal is presented, and not often, for exceptional service to the WIA. Check the photo of Peter and the history of the award inside the front cover, and there's more on page 25. There's a short but vital article on page 53 about RFI. John vk 3 zrx tells how he tracked down and identified a nasty source of RFI at his QDH, and there's also a good chance the same offenders are spraying out interference at your place as well. Amateur Radio have published several articles on power meters, but this one, page 13, is well worth a bit of a study if you're into measuring very small amounts of RF. Paul McMahon, VK3DIP, knows quite a lot about it. All the construction, software, testing details are provided. If you enjoyed the fine AMSAT column by David Giles, VK3DG, last month, all about satellite antennas and propagation requirements, turn straight to page 48 for a continuation. That's all in Amateur Radio magazine. Out
6: now. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 megahertz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. Good morning, this is Robert,
3: VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF. Radio Direction finding fun happening soon. If you're in the vicinity of the Townsville region on Saturday July the 4th, and you want to get involved in a fox hunt which includes a really neat prize for first place, then Tony VK4TJS wants to hear from you. You have until the 30th of June to get your attendance numbers in for the Tark Far-Ranging Fox Hunt, starting from Anderson's Garden, Pimlico, from 2pm July the 4th and finishing at a secret location. There will be activities for all family members to participate in during the fox hunt, and things will end up with a cheerio fest provided by the TARC Inc. And who do you have to call? Tony, VK4TJS, of course. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital, D Star News, a new monthly D Star newsletter has been launched. A new quarterly newsletter devoted to the digital voice mode D Star has been launched and can be downloaded free of charge. Called the D Star Info Newsletter, it will feature news about the mode, related products and software, regional news on D Star systems, and hints and tips for users and much more. The first issue now online includes articles on the way that California looks to 1.2 gigahertz for frequencies, grant sources, and how they can fund your new D-Star system, and much more. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier, some recent Aussie space-related activity.
11: Glenis Amber, a business owner in Queensland, was the first Australian to purchase a ticket aboard Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. With regards to the recent federal budget, the government has included funding for an Australian space science program to the value of $48.6 million over four years. Funding of $40 million will be available for the establishment of the Australian Space Research Program, which will support space research innovation and skills development. The Australian government is currently looking for a manager of the Space Policy Unit section in Canberra. Applications close on Thursday, the 11th of June and details are on the government's website. And finally, a project called Lunar Numbat, which is a team of Australian and New Zealanders who, with the European partner and Google XPRIZE team White Label Space, are planning to put a robotic Australian marsupial on the moon. To find out more, visit the lunarnumbat.org website. This news was brought to you by Paul Schulz, VK5FPAW, who is looking forward to an Australian space program and is involved with the Lunar Numbat project.
3: And three new microcubesats have been launched. Three new ham radio microsats have been launched and are now in orbit. The three tiny birds are identified as PharmaSat1, Hawksat-I and PolySat-CP6. PharmaSat1 is from the Santa Clara University. It's transmitting on 437.465 megahertz in AX25 data protocol at 1200 bits per second. Forksat 1, it's on 437.345 MHz. Last but no means least is Polysat CP6. It's on 437.365 MHz with 1200 bit per second data in AX25. Worldwide special interest groups, Internet, the Ham's Domain. ICOM is now on Facebook and Twitter. Customers can now keep up to date with the latest news from radio communications specialist ICOM UK Limited on the social networking sites Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is a free social networking and microblogging service that enables its users to send and read other users' updates, known as tweets. Tweets are text-based posts of up to 140 characters in length and are displayed on the user's profile page and delivered to other users who have subscribed to them. Facebook. Now that's a free access social networking website in which users can join networks organised by city, workplace, school and region to connect and interact with other people. People can also add friends and send them messages and update their personal profiles to notify friends about themselves. Well that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne.
1: Well, that certainly does get us to the end of WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graeme, VK4BB, reminding you that, well, we all walk softly. And, of course, the social scene as we wrap it up. June 5 and 8, happening this weekend in VK4, is FNARG at Cardwell Village Beach Beachcomber Resort. June 6 and 7 this weekend is Southeast Radio Group's convention, Mount Gambier. And June 7 this weekend is the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 34th annual field day. July 11, Gipps Tech 2009. July 18, Gipps Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. Now, we're going to do it all again next week. We'll see you then. I'm Graham VK4BB.
0: In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in.
5: VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.